You're listening to The Counseling Clinic with Aisha G. And Lisa Michelle, the show for up-and-coming mental health professionals, advocates, and anyone else who wants to learn more about the mental health field from two not-so-professional professionals. Hello, folks. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. If you're a returning listener, if you're new here, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us today. So we want to talk about today, Mental Health Awareness Month. That was May, right? May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we want to talk about all of it, I guess, just in general. So. <laughs> Right. The things we saw happening, the things we right. heard going on or how people referred to it. Just kind of in a review. Right. So let's start with what did it look like? So Michelle, you want to jump us off with that? Or I guess, um, give me kind of a background. Yeah. Um, so there's a youth.gov article below that talks about kind of the history of mental health awareness as a concept. Uh, and it mentions that mental health awareness Mental Health Awareness Month began in 1949. Um, insane, I didn't expect right? that at all. My money was going to be on like 1997 because um, that just felt right, you know? Right. Also, I just feel like that's not true. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But because, I don't know. Um, I wonder what it was called in 1994. I mean, 49, sorry, I said. <laughs> Allow me to take you on that journey a little bit. Okay. Um, do you remember in past episodes, we talked about kind of the history of um, like counseling and mm-hmm. insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned this thing called uh, mental hygiene, right? The concept yes. of mm-hmm. hygiene, mental hygiene awareness. It's that same era. So this mm-hmm. was used to promote the concept of mental hygiene. Okay. That makes um, more sense. And that's why I said, I just felt like that wasn't true because remember mental health, like the actual mental health field, not, not like the whole umbrella with psychology right. and um, social work and all of these different things. Right. But actual mental health, that's fairly new. Right. So. Right. I don't remember the year, but mental hygiene makes way more sense than mental health um, awareness beginning in 1994. Uh, I keep saying 94, y'all. 1949. <laughs> I'm sorry. 1949. Listen to Michelle with the dates, not me. <laughs> I can't get my numbers right today. <laughs> but that's kind of where the journey began. And so like you mentioned, mental health as its own Mm -hmm. concept came later on. Right. But one of the things we see with what it looked like then was more of this concept of um, keeping everything together, checking in on yourself, you know, understanding concepts of Mm -hmm. mental illness and what that can look like. Now we kind of have this push, or at least I feel like the last couple of years um, has been breaking the stigma and quotes around break the stigma or the stigma of mental illness and mental health. Yeah. And that's actually kind of disappointing only in the, the sense that I feel like we we gave up the understanding to to go into, well, well, don't stigmatize it, guys. Right. <laughs> that's how I feel. And I feel like we kind of like we need both of them, right? You can't, yeah. you can't support something that you did. Or 
it's challenging to support something that you don't understand, right? And so I feel like now we're just saying stuff, right? Oh, um, you know, focus on your mental health or support this. But what what does support actually mean, right? And I'll get I'll come back to this in a minute. So keep going, Michelle. Well, and one of the things with the the push for the stigma or breaking the stigma is the stigma of making mental health part of the health conversation and the health check-in. Mm-hmm. And then also the stigma of counseling. So we're kind of looking at, at, you know, we say all of them in one, but really kind of like you said, we need to understand the difference. Like there's a stigma on counseling or therapy versus mm-hmm. a stigma on mental illness. Because those are different things. Those are two different right. beliefs that society often holds. Right, right. Absolutely. And then also... Um, you have to understand it to be able to talk about it, right? And and that goes all the way back to season one and the purpose of the show. Like, if if you don't know enough to actually have the conversation, then what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> no conversation is right. going on. It's just it's just one of those. Yeah, that's true. That's that's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right. <laughs> what do you agree with? <laughs> Right. Now, I will say when we're talking about the stigma as far as social media goes, and we'll kind of come back to that more in a second, but this year in particular, this May, I saw more specific illnesses kind of laid out and defined versus just mental illness as a group, which to me was encouraging. That is, and I actually didn't see that. I saw one commercial that came on several times that I don't remember. It was not memorable. I don't remember the person who was on the commercial. I don't remember like the company that funded the commercial. I I, I don't remember what they said. I only remember May's Mental Health Awareness Month, Support Mental Health. And, and that was not meaningful to me. Um, and actually pretty disappointing and and like I said, I saw it a couple of times, but I didn't see a lot of of substance. Yeah, that's that's the word I want to use. Another thing that we saw a lot with, I would say the last few years, but more so this one in last year, um, was celebrity struggles with mental illness. You know, it was mm-hmm. very much, you know, people sharing their story on Instagram or mm-hmm. uh, making posts about it whether they were used to promote some kind of platform organization or specific illness. Right. Uh, we, we see a lot of celebrities now talking about their diagnoses or their student yeah. counseling or um, rehab, et cetera, which I don't think is bad, to be honest. I don't think it's a problem. I think as long as they give like insight to here's what it can exactly look like. as long as the substance is there. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, right. um, with some of the celebrities and I get it right I get the idea the idea is these people go through it too right so it's not abnormal um they go through it and they talk about it you should feel encouraged to talk about it too it's okay Right. right I get that but again where is the substance because one of the things that I saw was celebrities that are that not even just this may, but like in years, um, recent years, I see, oh, I um, have struggled with this. 
and, you know, I seek help or I am seeking help, but that's not really true because it's something that you're, um, you know, it's not finished is the word I want to use. <laughs> it's not mm, finished. Okay. You're not, you're not exactly in recovery, right? You're in the battle phase. Yeah. And, and I feel like that looks different. And I feel like I see young people are people new to the conversation saying, oh yeah, this person helped me and I get it. And I, um, I really look up to them and they help me right. through things. And, and that's not really true either. They didn't help you through it. And they also didn't tell you how they got through it because they're not through it. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I know where they're going, right. It's okay to address it because it's, not abnormal, right? Other people deal with this. This is not foreign. Don't be afraid of this. Let's talk about it. And so I know where they're going, but I feel like sometimes it has the opposite effect of this is enough. Yeah. So that brings me to a couple of things. Um, the first is, you know, we've talked about it in past episodes, kind of this lack of substance with terms like self-care or mm-hmm. identifying in a, an illness. So like I have depression, I am mm-hmm. OCD, et cetera. Right. Or I'm deal with it by, right. Yeah. <laughs> with the quotes deal with. <laughs> right. But, you know, I think that's great, but this idea that we're only giving people a small glimpse of an illness that has numerous facets to it, yeah. uh, numerous working parts when in reality, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I wonder how much more beneficial it would be if we talked about the things that weren't the kind of cliches of some of these illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I get it. Right. Because, you know, it might be a commercial It's show it. You can't, you can't give a lot of substance in 30 seconds. Right. Um, it's also right. mental health awareness, right. Let's only be aware of it, not dive into it. So I really do get it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. fix everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But we also have to decide what we want that to mean. Right. Do, <laughs> do we want it to be simply making people aware or do we want it to be more than that. Right. And I think there's confusion in that too. And we can get back to that in a second, but I think that itself is an issue. And lastly, with, with kind of this idea of what it may look like the same thing, essentially that we see with other different awareness months, right? There may be Mm -hmm. benefits or five K's, um, social media post series kind of going on threads going Mm on. Um, you know, maybe different offices had speakers or seminars. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen other schools, colleges and universities in particular that did that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think that can be really helpful. And that is one of those ways of giving just a, an awareness of the things that are out there within mental health as a umbrella term. Right, right. Okay. So one of the other big parts of awareness is you know, the associated colors and the associated times, or I guess like months, I should say more specifically, like different months and um, those, all of those right. different colors that, and symbols that help you identify those stuff, those, those stuff, <laughs> those things, you know, to trigger that awareness. So one of the things that uh, Michelle kind of mentioned earlier was that, the responses are different when it comes to mental health, right? And mental illness, right. There's different stigmas attached to that. 
And I think it's important to note that mental illness has its own awareness month. That's in October. Personally, I don't think it should be separated. Um, I think that that kind of adds to the confusion and kind of separates the awareness. Not, I got you. I'm with that. Yeah. Like it, like it, um, I think it makes people less aware because of the confusion, because you know, you're not sure about when it is right. Um, and, mo- and most people don't right. recognize that they're thinking about different things. They don't recognize when they're thinking about mental health versus mental illness, because one is a part of the other, right? Mental illness is a part of mental health, right? So I think that that's one of the confusing things. There's also um, like suicide prevention in September, right? Which is why is that separated? You know, um, because, right. and I think that, that that's us trying to take some of the stigma away, right? But there is mental illness and mental issues associated with suicide, right? So like, again, what do we want? Do we want awareness or do we want to talk about it. I'm, I'm confused of it. So, (laughs) so, um, and then there's also different colors associated with mental health awareness and different parts of mental health awareness. (laughs) Um, right. So, so one, just a note, a lot of them are shades of blue and green, which I like and dislike, but nobody cares what I think. Um, (laughs) They all have nothing to do with nothing. Says the woman with the podcast. (laughs) Hey, most of my podcast is not what I think. It's just information. (laughs) Fair enough. Valid point. But um, yeah, so that's just a note that there's a lot of different shades um, of blue and green with associated with mental health awareness. So Michelle, do you want to kind of tell us about some of those different colors? Yes. Um, So a lot of people may know some of these, some of them overlap, which can be a little difficult to maneuver, Um, but depression disorders, because again, depression by itself is not the only type of depressive disorder. But and and just saying depression is right. <laughs> right that's different than a, a depressive disorder, right? So that's right. But that, whatever we want to call it, um, is green. Anxiety illnesses, panic disorder, PTSD, and OCD are a teal ribbon. Um, mm-hmm. Autism is the puzzle ribbon. Um, And then usually the symbol or a logo for autism disorders uh, is a puzzle piece. However, they're Mm -hmm. looking to move that to an infinity symbol, which I thought um, was neat. At least they're kind of hopefully picking one and and rolling with it. Right. Um, I would think that that would be more confusion again, right? Like, yeah. Which one do you want to use to create the awareness? Kind of, it makes me think about all in um, Parks and Rec when, <laughs> when Anne is fussing at Andy because she's like, how are you going to get people to like the band if they don't know the name of the band? Because you keep changing it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he did that. Um, so other ones are that are more situational or concept um domestic violence is purple suicide prevention is yellow um but also blue and purple also teal and purple also turquoise and purple 
Which is um, a problem, right? Again, which one do you want it to be? <laughs> but also, uh, so I know that domestic violence in this group might seem a bit confusing or like, does that match? But I, I always think that it should be like included, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like to actually work on um, the issues related to domestic violence, how can we support it? How can we support it and not talk about the trauma associated with it, right? Which is, Mm -hmm. which has to do with mental illness and mental health. Um, And then even, even on the abuser side, right? That I'm, there are tons of mental issues that go into the, the mind of an abuser, right? Um, So I I don't think it should be left out. That's one to me that that should always be included in the mental health conversations. Absolutely. And that's a good lens to view it under. I completely agree. And with that, as was probably easily noted um is the inconsistencies in in the awareness process right, especially since um, i keep saying it right <laughs> well sorry inconsistencies <laughs> as a whole right so from yeah. the colors to what are we trying to bring awareness to what's the cause um, right. things that are outdated pieces of information that are just outdated yes um and that's i guess the third biggest issue to me, because the first is what what are we bringing awareness to, right? <laughs> what is the cause that we're supposed to be supporting? Um, but then also that outdated information, like um, December is Awareness Month for seasonal depression. Well, what is that, right? Are they referring to seasonal affective disorder, right? Because that is seasonal depression. If it was in anybody's DSM, is not currently in the DSM, you know? Right. Um, and then one of, one of my, my biggest pet peeves is, um, ADHD, right? The, the most recent one is ADHD, but people tell me how they are ADD all of the time, which, right. <laughs> which is, is so wrong on so many levels. And Two, if somebody is currently diagnosing you with ADD, that's a big problem, right? Um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm, could be uninformed and maybe ADD is in the current ICD, um, but it is not in the DSM. So again, that's outdated. So you shouldn't be being diagnosed in 2021 with ADD. Right. Same with manic depression, bipolar depression. Right. These right. are not what these things are called anymore, which right. I understand. Oh, well, that's just how we referred to it. Well, but that's not what we're doing now. Exactly. And if we want to bring awareness to it, then shouldn't we be using accurate information? What is it that we're trying to bring awareness to? And are you actually trying to bring awareness to something that you're not informed about? I'm confused. What, you know, like, like, do you actually care enough to stay up to date with it? I mean, I think that's a pretty valid question. And I I know why it's difficult because it feels like everything is constantly being renamed, recategorized. Yeah. uh, And I think that's a problem too, right? Yeah. So I understand the struggle with that. But Mm -hmm. again, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was to provide a resource for new professionals and older, more seasoned professionals alike, (laughs) um, so that we can begin to kind of unify that voice of professionals in this field. 
Right. Because if we're the professionals and we can't get it, how, how do we expect the clients to get Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So where do we go from here? Right. Um, mm-hmm. What are some ways that we can incorporate support and awareness into our daily lives? One of the things to me that has stood out the most um, was mm-hmm. stemmed from a conversation with someone um, pretty close to me about the logistics of therapy. They didn't know, you know, how it worked, you know. Uh, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I got excited. <laughs> um, you know, this person asked things like, well, you know, are you supposed to bring anything to a first session? Are they always X amount of time? Do you have to go regularly? Do you have to go forever? And and as as I think a lot of times we hear these questions and we're like, no, mm-hmm. of course, whatever. Right. But that's usually because we've been in and out of therapy. Right. People who don't know how this process works, exactly. payment, timing, um, consistency, mm-hmm. they're not going to know. So if this is something to bring awareness to, I, I think now is the time to do exactly, that. Exactly. That's what I'm so excited about. First, I'm excited that you got the question at all because I just think that's, I'm, I'm excited about, about that desire to learn more and to seek that right to um looking for that information I love that um but also like you said that uh you mentioned um this is something we could bring awareness to but to me that can be the awareness campaign right what does what could therapy possibly look like right right. um like let's start there right (laughs) and Mm. then we can talk about the other stuff I think that's a wonderful beginning even if they want to use celebrities who want to share their story, it could be like a my first sessions um, campaign, right? But I think that's such a great way to make the message um, mm-hmm. consistent, right? To bring some consistency. Um, another thing with incorporating it is transparency. Um, mm-hmm. For me, one of the biggest things that I've really tried to run towards in the last couple of years is transparency of transparency (laughs) about my journey and my battle with OCD, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Everything I read prior to grad school about OCD for the most part was about contamination um, or some on religiosity. Yeah. And I have said this before, I'll say it probably 20 more times today, (laughs) um, is that it's an absolute travesty that we don't get more specific. I think OCD has the connotation and the understanding that it does because we only talk about uh, cleaning up things or symmetry. And it is such a disservice to people who do suffer with other forms Mm -hmm. of it that when they come into an office or a counseling session, they don't know this is what they're dealing with because all they've heard of is symmetry struggles or uh, contamination, getting sick, uh, germaphobe, which I'm really over that phrase as a whole. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, so for me, my passion and my goal has been to be more transparent. Now I have boundaries about the things that I'll mm-hmm. share, the the obsessive thoughts or compulsive As behaviors. Absolutely. But I I do make a point to say, hey, I've struggled with more of the religiosity theme or mm-hmm. what have you, because that's what's going to help people understand how broad this illness can be. Right. And and um how diverse the illness can be, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that it is a travesty. And that's 
way back in, in the dark ages of our early seasons, <laughs> right? Um, I mentioned, we, we were talking about the stigmas and I mentioned how it makes sense how these stigmas are born, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of them. Like you said, there's only, uh, there is mostly research on the repetitions and the cleanliness side of OCD, right? And so that's how you get into those stigmas and that, oh, I'm OCD because I like my papers to be straight, right? Which is oh, ridiculous. Um, but it wasn't born out of nowhere. It's something that was kind of created because that's the only thing you're seeing, you know? Right, right. Um, and so, and and you're right, that is a travesty. Um, and I think And I think that's what concerns me about where we are today, right? Mm -hmm. And all of these um, mentionings of mental health and different aspects of mental health is I I have a concern that because everything is such a buzzword and it sounds good to be a part of it right now, um, and and we want to pretend like we're um, having conversations at this point. I think that we're limiting the exposure that people get to Hmm. certain things. Right. And, and like I said, you know, like with OCD, if that's all people are getting, then, then these create, these stigmas are being created. Right. And I think that that's a risk we take when we don't finish the conversations. That's right. Right. (laughs) But for me, the the biggest issue with transparency is people not being honest. Um, And I don't think that they mean to not be honest. I think people just don't know how to say that they don't know sometimes. Right. Um, and, Hmm. And that's the part that I want people to be honest about. You don't always know. Right. (laughs) Um, And and I think that because right now things need to buzz, right? We all have to be the same and we all have to think the same. And, you know, that's one of the things that one of the stages that we're in kind of because of social media, right? We all have to be the same and think the same and know the same stuff. Um, And we can't say, oh, I don't know the answer. I don't know about mental health, right? Or I don't know about mental illness. We just have to support it, right? Um, Mm, But again, how can you support if you don't know? So you should be able to say that you don't know, you're uninformed about that. But also stop giving answers about stuff you're uninformed about, right? (laughs) Right? Right. Like, um, when somebody acts or if somebody brings something up um, and you feel like that's not the right answer, sometimes you don't have the right answer either, right? <laughs> Do some research before you try to correct that person, right? <laughs> um, also be open enough and honest enough to say, maybe we can all learn this together, you know? See, banjo be a minute. <laughs> Gosh, he he agrees and he knows what he's talking about. I completely agree. I think that's one of the things that we as people who battle with mental illness, but also people who work with mental illness can mm-hmm. be transparent, be honest and be specific yes. in order to help others gain an understanding. Yes, be specific. And again, as specific as you are comfortable being, I would never want someone to feel so obligated to share something that they feel will be detrimental to share in certain arenas. Right. But that's, that's just on the 
self-disclosure side, but when True. it comes to um, us as professionals teaching, right, then we do have to be as specific as possible. Yes. Now that I very much agree with. And kind of lastly, on that note, I would say also be careful about the things that you share or repost or retweet Yes, as far yes. as what they're condoning or grouping together. Right. Because it makes a difference. It Especially really if does. you have letters behind your name for this field, right. people are going to then parrot you. Right. And again, um, y'all, <laughs> I don't know how often y'all have heard me say it, but Michelle has. It just, <laughs> just because you want to help does not mean it was helpful. Gosh, right? That's right. Um, and I was so, I recently saw something on Pinterest. It was about things to say to people struggling with. I want to say it was depression, but it just hurt my soul so much. It just, mm. it was just not good. And, yeah. and people just, just, you know, they don't know, like I said, you know, just because you want to help does not make it helpful. Um, and the easiest way to fix that is just to ask, ask somebody what they need from you. You don't have to make all the decisions by yourself, especially not for other people, you, right. you know, ask them, ask um, them and then actually listen to what they say. Actually I don't know. Listen, goodness gracious. Because I can guarantee you, they're most likely not going to tell you, just tell me to stop doing it. Just tell right. me to, to, to feel better. Right. I, I ain't saying that to anybody. Oh, my goodness. It, it was really bad. And it, it just, I think more than anything, the amount of people that liked it and thought that it was helpful was just yeah. really disheartening to me. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because people don't always know, but it was just, I just wanted them to know that that wasn't helpful. I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. No, I mean, um, it's, I get it. A hundred percent get it. Okay. And do you have any others for incorporating into your daily life? Um, yeah. So the last one for me is actually go to therapy um, or go uh, see a psychiatrist for medication management, um, right. go to group, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. because here's the thing about bringing awareness and bringing this sense of breaking a stigma is to mm -hmm. actually go and utilize these things that are laid out before you, right, because right. it doesn't really do much good if you promote, oh, mental health awareness, mental health awareness. And mm -hmm. then you're also in decline and right. broadcasting that as well. Right. right? So it's, it, it's that dichotomy doesn't work out well. And I'm glad you mentioned the psychiatrist um, because we know, right. Um, as, as professionals, you and I know, but um, some listeners may be aware as well that PCPs are often the people prescribing the psychotropic medication. Right. Correct. And I think that, Sometimes they get a bad rap for that, mm -hmm. but there's enough blame to go around, right? Because they may prescribe you psychotropic medication, but they also tell you to go and see somebody and, and seek therapy, right? That's right. It is not their fault when you don't do that. Right. Also, they almost will always give some kind of referral. They always give some kind of referral. Not it's not always great, right? Sometimes they tell you a place that you can go when it would be wonderful if they could provide in-house. If they could pro provide in-house, but they can't always do that, right? That's right. But also this is your health, right? Um, 
and you should be the one taking charge of it. And and so, you know, I think that that's important too. And that goes back to being honest, right? About the help that you did or did not get and whether medication did or did not help you. But if you were only handling it on your own and you weren't following up with people, you didn't seek that Mm. therapy that your prescriber told you to seek, right? Um, That's something that you did not do to help yourself. And we have to be able to be honest about that to make corrections, right? Yeah. And you know, that's, this episode is not intended to harp on people or get on soapboxes or punish or anything. It's just right after observing and hearing and experiencing these things, mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of collect some ideas um, and experiences as far as how we can provide this tangibly. How can we make more concrete efforts for next year, next May? <laughs> Right. And I like to say what I mean and mean what I say. And Mm -hmm. we are here because this podcast is for um, people to learn, us to share information. And again, I said this a minute ago, we can't do that if we refuse to be honest, right? (laughs) I tell clients all the time, you have to be honest with yourself. You have stuff that you have to do for yourself. I tell clinicians all the time, be be the best clinician you can be, right? Regardless to what the circumstances are all of us have room to work on ourselves but how can you work on something that you won't admit is an issue right mm. so it's okay to be upset and feel like this is a this is a soapbox but it is what it is right we we can't talk about it if we're not gonna talk about it y'all that's just the answer right <laughs> either we gonna talk or we not <laughs> not with us anyway right <laughs> so that's all we have for you guys today um we would love it for you to follow up with us. Tell us your thoughts. We want to know your experiences. Did you know it was Mental Health Awareness Month at all? Um, what did you see or what did you do in support of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, um, if you did anything? And if you saw support for Mental Health Awareness month that you think is worth sharing please let us know we'd love to celebrate any and all efforts um no support is too small so let us know your experiences see y'all next time see ya thanks for listening to the counseling clinic with aisha jane and lisa michelle Remember to check out our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at the Counseling Clinic Podcast. We'll see you guys by the next session. Bye, guys. The music provided by scottholmesmusic.com and our show is edited and produced by Chris Luke.